0: Welcome to the weekend, high school football fans. It's crunch time, baby. Really? <laughs> Come on, man.
1: I missed it. That's he good it. to hear. Yeah.
0: You missed it? I missed oh, you hearing it last you week. You missed yet. hearing it, okay. All right, good morning, Central and Southwest Virginia. Man, it, it really is becoming crunch time for a lot of teams across Virginia as we start to work out who are the district champs and really start to bring the playoffs into focus. I mean, this yeah. is the time of year where – Uh, these games mean more than just regular games for a lot of a lot of teams you know you're right on the bubble you're trying to get in or you're trying to secure home field advantage or you know it's just a lot going on right now which we love because you know everybody's playing for something Um, so just a lot going on and uh, uh, a lot of fun last night great weather
2: yes I mean
0: good weather weather. yeah it was uh, fantastic and um, I know I was over at uh, Rustburg for E.C. Glass-Rustburg, which we've got some reporting to do on that later on. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, good game over there. And I know Jimmy and Graham were at uh, Giles and James River. Mm-hmm. And also a little North Cross.
1: Yep, little North Cross afternoon. Yep,
0: little afternoon North Cross game. So that was good. Jimmy's going to talk about those. Coach is all over the place. That's what I do.
3: <laughs> who he is. <laughs> who I
0: that's, who, that's what he does. That's, that's right. Uh, so let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the games. Now, you know, the game started early this week. I mean, actually, Salem got two wins this
4: week. Yes. Mm.
0: So, they, you know, they beat uh, Franklin County early, 49-7. to Cam Lefwich. 13 carries, 200
4: yards. 200 yards, four TDs. And I think the biggest thing, if you look at Cam and you notice, uh, he's down like 15 pounds right now. Wow. Yeah, when he went into camp, I think he was at 235. Right now, there, he's like 220 in that range right there, and they said that, you know, with, when you start dropping the weight, your speed starts picking up. And so they're starting to really notice that his speed is starting to pick up here. And, you know, look, 235 on that young man is not a lot. You know, he, he's big, but he's not big. Right. Because he's got a big frame anyway when you look at him. Right. But when you start taking 15 pounds off of him, you got a weapon there. And, boy, the other night, you know, and then last night, he, he was back into it last night, you know, not as not lo- as long of runs that he had against Franklin County sure. with Cave Spring, but still, you know, he, he's that battering ram that you hand the ball to, and one, two yards, he's in the end zone.
0: Yeah, we interviewed, I interviewed him a couple of weeks ago. What a great kid. Yeah. Just, uh, you yes. know, it's so much fun. We interview the kids after. The, and actually today, we're actually, I'm going to play a couple of uh, excerpts of a few of the interviews I did at my game. Okay, so a couple of the players there. We're going to start trying to include that into the show, just because it's great to hear their voices. They're, they're these kids are charismatic, they're sure, fun. They, uh, you know, they get it. They they understand the moment. Uh, high school football doesn't last forever, and uh, they're really aware. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, we're going to definitely talk about that. Too. And Carl,
1: I was going to say, you said this before, but. It's it's interesting when you see the the players with their helmets off. Yeah. And, and you realize that it's a 17, 18-year-old, you know, high school kid there. That uh, it it's just brings it back to what, what it's all about. Yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, Salem's other win was over Cave Spring, which Randy was talking, Coach Randy was talking a little bit about. That was a 35 to nothing win last night. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're rolling. Sure. Uh, and then Franklin County recovered, uh, you know, uh, they lost that early game, and then they came back and beat uh, William Fleming on an onside kick on an onside in the kick. last minute. You Ooh. know,
4: Fleming has been one of these teams this year, and we watched it a couple years ago. Either it's it's all or nothing with Fleming. Fleming hits into that little area to yeah. where the games they're losing are like six points, three points, yeah. two points. Either that or they're just winning big. And for some reason, this year is one of those years to where the, it's a shootout. And a lot of times, like you said, it's whoever gets the ball last, whoever, you know, that onside kick. But, I, you know, Fleming, and I know I'm biased because I went to Fleming, <laughs> but it's one of these deals where you look at this team and you're going, wow. You know, just a, just a couple breaks their way changes that whole season for them. But they've always kind of been on the short end of the stick this year. But a good team. I I really like the team over there. Well, I know it's frustrating for Coach Lovelace because he
0: coaches them the same all the time. Right. You know, they want to win just like everybody else. But, uh, you know, Franklin County stole a possession there at the end. Yes. They scored. They were behind. They came from behind. They scored, and then they got that onside kick, and – and then ended up scoring with 23 seconds left to get the win, 42-35 yep. over Fleming. So, I mean, that's the kind of football we have around here, especially we late
4: season. Yes.
0: yes. I mean, it's, it's really entertaining. If you're not out at a football game right. on Friday night, you're missing something. Yeah. Just pick somebody. Just go pick a team and, and go support them. That's it. Um, so, va- Hidden Valley got back t- uh, to its winning ways, 35 to nothing over Blacksburg. Uh, So it was good to see uh, Coach Weaver uh, uh, get back to, uh, you know, winning. Uh, They had a couple losses after starting out undefeated.
4: Well, you know, this was a game, it kind of, you're glad that, and I I hate to say you're kind of glad, but it was one of these games where this stretch right now, you're playing such good defenses and things like that, that you kind of get a Blacksburg team that's on the down a little bit this year. And we felt like that this could be the game that Hidden Valley goes in. They win. They did last night. But, you know, it kind of puts that confidence back in those kids' heads of going, okay, wait a minute. The wheels haven't come off the bus. Right. We can still do this, you know. But now it, it gets tougher again because, you what, they have Salem next week, right? right? So, it, you know, it gets tougher. So you got this good win. Celebrate today. Celebrate tomorrow. Come Monday. Guys, you got, you got a hard, ch- you know, chore ahead of you. Yeah. And that's Coach Holter and those mules up there in Salem. And, boy, they're good. Yeah, you know, So, Well,
0: I, what I'm seeing is, and what, one of the things I love about high school sports is uh, resiliency. Yes. You know, uh, Franklin County, Hidden Valley. Yep. Uh, what do you do after you get knocked down? Right. And Coach White, uh, Coach Willis White, uh, uh, past Salem legendary coach, you know, he used to say, you know, I want to see, uh, you know, anybody can knock somebody down. I want to see what you do when you get knocked down. Exactly. Do you get back up. How quick do you get back up? Or sure. Do you not want that to happen again. And right. that's kind of, you know, that's life. Yep. And these kids are learning it, you know, hey, a loss isn't, you know, the end of, it, end of right. everything. And so they respond, these teams have responded well. And I'm sure uh, Fleming's going to come back strong. And I'm sure Blacksburg's going to come back, you know, um, over, the, over this year and next year. I mean, it, you know, it's just been tough for those guys this, uh, this fall. All right, so Radford took care of business against a good Floyd County team, forty-two to seven. Giles outlasted James River, twenty-one to fourteen. Botetot outpaced
4: Northside. That was the game I had my eye on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think everybody's right now. And you and know, I talked about it last week, Carl. You are starting to see Botatot come together a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And they're starting to win some ball games. And you know, when you lose two and you lose one, and you are sitting there and you are going, "Okay, who'd you lose to?" And you look at the caliber of who you lost to. You lost to a Riverheads. You know, and, and you run into those games of sitting there going, You lost to an EC Glass. You're looking at it going, those are two pretty good teams. Right. And and now you're you're starting to get it back together. North starting to gel back together some. So they're starting to come together. And to go in and, you know, and beat a good North Side team that that's a solid win last night. Yeah.
0: It was 36 to 15. And, yeah. And North sides has so many starts and stops. They have, I mean, some of the teams have really been punished by COVID and their opponents and yep. You know, being off for two weeks. Amherst had a terrible start. They were right. off the first week and then didn't play for two weeks. Sure. And coach Christmas at the time, when I, when I talked to him said, Hey, if you're not in shape, you get in shape preseason. Right. If you have to get in shape during the season, yep. uh, that really makes it tough. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, anyways, uh, you know, some 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 good games uh, and some interesting comments there. But how about Christiansburg, uh, their big River Ridge win over Patrick Henry last night, 37-14. This, yeah. this was a
4: huge game last night. This was the game I think everybody really had their eye on in the area because you're looking at two teams coming in it's only with one loss. Yeah,
0: yeah, two and good teams. Two good
4: teams. teams, and this was, you know, I, I know that – Sometimes you, you look at this and you're like, okay, P.H. was rolling, then they lose. I really don't think this hurt P.H. much last night because P.H. looked really good at the start of that game, and then it just kind of you know, went down a little bit hmm. because you take a look at Christiansburg. Christiansburg's a solid team. Oh, absolutely. Hmm. They got a good defense and everything. So I think this was one of those games where you learn a little bit, you take it back home, and you sit there and you say, okay, what did we learn this week? You know, we're good, but there's somebody out there a little bit better. And I and I think this sets PH up nice for you know nicely for the next couple games to really see what PH has. I think it hurt them, but I don't think it hurt them that bad.
1: Yeah, and 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 having seen Christiansburg play twice, the thing that you know I like about Christiansburg is that you know if you stop their run, they've got pass. I mean they right. they're not one dimensional. So no. and and I'm telling you, they've got a a team of big guys. Yeah, I mean, they're they're big bruisers out there. Sure. And so anyway, they're
0: yeah Christiansburg
1: coming on. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, we we've got our eye. They're all crunch teams, and we wish them all well. Um, all right. So Captain Crunch here, and it's week. Uh, this is actually week eleven that we've been on the radio, but it's week nine of our football season uh, and our football coverage. Um, hey, uh, some speaking of coverage, uh, some some big college football today. Yes. Uh what the orangemen are coming to Virginia Tech, is that right, Coach? Correct. Yep. So that's at twelve thirty today. Uh, Syracuse uh, taking on Virginia Tech at uh, at, at Blacks-
4: in Blacksburg at twelve thirty. Now let me uh, let me correct you real quick because okay, I always catch grief over this. Oh, okay. It's the orange now. The oh. orange? Oh. The orange. It's no longer the orangemen. It's the orange. Interesting. Yeah. yeah that is interesting. Yeah, they, they changed that up on us a couple years ago and I catch grief for that a lot. Because, I, you know, when you're in the ACC, you're used to the Syracuse Orangemen. Well, yeah. I mean, we're, historically,
0: that's always been the Orangemen. Is right. it okay to
4: call them the Oranges? No. Well, yeah, yeah I guess you could. Okay, the like,
0: Syracuse you know, Oranges. The Oranges. You is, know.
4: Uh,
5: right. you know. <laughs> I think I would stick with just
2: Orange.
0: Just Orange, you know. Wow, I got two nay, nay votes on that. <laughs> yeah, it just didn't sound right, right, Carl. This, the Oranges. The Oranges. All right. And then uh, Georgia Tech travels to Scott Stadium to take on UVA tonight. Yes, seven thirty That should be a good so. one. Uh, hey, we've got a great uh, uh, coach uh, that we're interviewing, uh, talking to today, Coach Alan Fiddler from Patrick Henry. Yeah, uh, tough loss last night for the Patriots, but they're having a great season. We can't wait to talk to him in a few minutes. Um, we also have some, you know, some post game comments from the game I was at with uh, EC Glass Coach Jeff Woody and Rusberg Coach Burt Torrance. And then, again, uh, you know, something new this, uh, for this show this week. Uh, we're going to be talking to Avery Dixon of Rustburg, a player uh, there, defensive back, wide receiver, and running back, uh, uh, defensive back, Markivas Graves Franklin. Mm.
3: That's
0: a lot of names. Yeah. yeah. Great, great you remember him. Yeah, yeah. yeah number 21. You'll yeah. remember him if you watch him play. Yeah. Right. I mean, he is all over the place, and what a big personality, what a great kid. So I want you guys to hear, you know, I want our listeners to hear their voices and hear them talk a little bit about the crunch questions we ask uh, players each week. We try to interview a player from each team if we can get them, uh, and and so get to know them a little bit. All right, so uh, first uh, got to thank uh, a few of our sponsors, and I'll thank a few throughout the show, but sure. Haley Toyota, Haley has it for less, Chuck Baker, just a fine gentleman. Involved in everything in the community. If you you know if you're looking for a vehicle, you got to start with Chuck, right? I mean, he's just a guy, and, and they have got a great crew over there. U.S. Cellular, what a great sponsor they've been for us this year uh, at Crunch. Um, if you're going to pick up your Crunch, you know you can pick it up at any of the local U.S. Cellulars. I mean, you know Lynchburg, Roanoke, uh, Rocky Mount, um, you know down into Galax and Withville, and out to Parisburg and Christiansburg, Radford. I mean, we, everywhere they are. They've got the crunch. And, yeah. And the crunch is free.
1: Yeah. And I'll I'll give a quick shout out to Amethyst, who's at the uh, Oak Grove up near Food Line. Great young lady. Um, you need help with any of your U.S. cellular needs or want to get a new service set up, go see Amethyst. Nice. Yeah.
0: Very nice. Um, and then the Dogwood, the Dogwood restaurant. Yes. Uh, you, we talk about them a little bit later, but uh great place to go. And Tater Benson of MKB Realty. You know, Tater, we have a special affection for him because he was a coach. Yes. At Botetot and a great player at, at Lord Botetot. But, you know, he knows Crunch inside and out. He was a lot of fun to interview when he was running the show over there and just a, just a fine gentleman. Uh, I want to call out a couple uh, and say hello to a couple young Crunch Time listeners, Rowan and Micah. Okay. Rowan and Micah, man, they listen to the show, and uh, nice. I'm not going to say who they belong to, but uh, – Two young people that really get it. Okay. They know football. Nice. And, uh, you know, they're they're making sure that we're doing it right.
4: Did they uh, say who their favorite on the show was?
0: Uh, I'll I can i I'll tell you who I assume it is. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go there. I think everybody knows where I'm going with that. Yeah. I think <laughs> at least two of us in the studio know where you're exactly. going. <laughs> all right. All right. Having fun today. All right. Uh, let's it. circle the campfire here. Saturday morning quarterback yep. time. Spreading the love around. Our three crunch games last night were James River Giles, East Montgomery, Eastern Montgomery at Narrows, and then E.C. Glass at Rustburg. Uh, Coach, uh, again, we've touched on a little bit, but what caught your attention last night? Just give us a quick synopsis
4: of a game, and then we'll get deeper
0: into the games.
4: Uh, I'm going to step away from a game for a second. Uh Uh-oh. One of the things that caught my attention last night uh, was down in Pulaski County. And in 2020... Pulaski County lost the voice of the Cougars, and that was Dan Callahan. And last night they dedicated the press box. How about that? Dan Callahan spent forty years providing play by play, writing for three different newspapers. If you're familiar with the the Cougars, you always get the Patriot. Right. The Patriot is what really and that's that's where a lot of people got familiar with Dan Callahan, not to mention, you know, the voice of the Cougars. And last night, uh, his brother and his family uh, came out to midfield last night. Coach Hicks, everybody was out there. How about that? Uh, had a good celebration last night uh, for that. And uh, just remember, Dan Callahan, today, 40 years covering, you know, and we take it for granted sometimes. We get to see this game change before us, and we get to see these kids turn into men, and we get to see these cheerleaders turn into women. And this is a man that spent forty years, mm. you know, watching this program turn into what it was. So I'm gonna give him a, I'll give there him a roar go. this morning. Nice. But Dan Callahan, we remember him today. Forty years as a voice. Awesome.
1: Yeah, and 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 just a comment about what a difference an announcer makes at a football game. Yes. Now, we, you know, jumping ahead, we were at James River last night, and I mean, and I should have got the announcer's name, and I apologize, I didn't, but. He uh his commentary throughout the game, of course the, the announcer at LB, sure he's, he's always, you know, he always cracks me up and I mean they, they do a great job and it brings a whole different sort of light to the game and, and right. it makes it, you know, it makes it very nice.
4: Well, you know, I remember as a kid growing up here in the valley, Jim Carroll was oh, always yeah. was always the voice of Friday football, high school football. Mm-hmm. And him and Coach English uh, they they would get on the air and do you know these games and everything and you you just knew that voice and you knew it was Friday football when you listened to it and uh, you know I miss Jim Jim was such a good man
1: and and you also know who the announcers really for yes, <laughs> yeah mean, exactly that's the other there's, thing that yeah, really cracks me up there's because no, yeah. there's always a few comments for example last night uh, there was a comment <laughs> that came out where where he said he's Stumbled forward to get the first down. You know, I mean, it was like he didn't want to say he got the first down, but he said he stumbled forward. But anyway, it just brings a whole new light to the game when you're
4: there. Yeah, so next time you're at a ball game, listen to the announcer. And uh, when you're driving down the road on a Friday night, and no matter what little town you're in and you run into a, a game on the air, just take a few minutes and listen. You know, that's that's a lot of passion there.
0: Well, yep. You know, it's funny because it's the one area where – you know, a throwback to the old days where, you know, you got a little home cooking. Sure. You know, at a home stadium, I mean, right. you know, there might be a dead spot spot on a basketball floor. There may be, you know, a, a wet spot on a field. You know, you knew your field and you, you had an advantage,
4: the announcers kind of give you that oh, sort of, yeah. you know they do. Uh, you know, that little that little pump you up. Well, and you know, and they paint a picture. And that's the key thing because if you're not at a ball game and you're listening to somebody on the radio, you hope that person can paint you that picture. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Right. But the good ones, they paint you a picture mm-hmm. to where you feel like you're sitting right there. You know, I used to love hearing the announcers sit there and say, they would go, hey, easy you know, glass has the ball, they're moving left to right on your radio dial. Well, that <laughs> told me how they were going. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, left to right on the... And it just clicked into my head going, that's amazing. You know, he just told me which way EC Glass was going based on my radio. And so it was, you know, Jim Carroll, I give him credit. But Dan Callahan, uh, if you're out and about today and, you know. Yeah, you know what I never
0: understood about that is how did you know which way you were pointing? Which side of the stadium you
4: were on? Well, but no, you think about your (laughs) dial. Come on now. Don't mess me up today.
0: (laughs) All right. We got a great show today. Highlighted by our U.S. Cellular Crunch Hotline call with – Patrick Henry, head coach Alan Fiddler. That's going to happen in just a few minutes here. Uh, we've got our Legends of the Game interview with former Salem coach, uh, a few coaches removed, Coach Willis White. Uh, that's coming up. We've got a lot of great interviews. Uh, stay with us. Uh, when we come back from break, we're going to have uh, Coach uh, Alan Fiddler with uh, Patrick Henry. So stay with us. You're listening to Crunch Time. When I wake up in the morning for breakfast, I want something good. Thomas's English Muffin fills the bill. taste with a toasted crunch. Original, 100% whole wheat, blueberry, cinnamon raisin, and are you kidding me? Pumpkin spice. Thomas's English Muffins. Wake up to what's possible.
6: Hey, Roanoke, it's Fall Savings and Trucktober here at Hazy Toyota. That's right, October is Truck Month, and we're calling it Trucktober. Now's the time to enjoy Fall Savings on the Toyota truck you've always wanted. Haley Toyota has new and used Tacomas, hundreds, and five different SUVs, including the hot-selling RAV4 and classic 4Runner, all at Trucktober Savings. It's Trucktober here at Haley Toyota during our huge fall savings event. And remember, Haley has trucks for
7: less.
0: Custard Stand Hot Dog Chili tastes good on hot dogs, nachos, burgers, fries, and more. Check out Tailgate Friendly and Dinner Recipes on custardstand.com. Available at Kroger or a store near you.
7: The NFL Barber Twins for Pittman Construction. A hey, Ronde football players know a lot about building be at the top of our game we build on our knowledge and skill every day and our former Cavalier teammate Walt Deary at Pittman Construction knows a lot about building too so call Walt for your construction projects whether you're remodeling or building from the ground up Pittman Construction will go the extra yard just for you
2: call Walt or his dad Bud Deary at Pittman Construction at 427-2001 that's Pittman Construction at 427-2001
0: hi friends Carl York here your crunch time host In addition to being passionate about local high school sports, I'm also passionate about the good work Boys and Girls Clubs of Southwest Virginia is doing in our community. Filling the gap between school and home for area youth by providing after school programs focused on academic success, good character, citizenship, and healthy lifestyles. Our clubs depend on local support to stay open and available to our families. We believe every child and teen deserves access to experiences and opportunities that change their lives for the better. As a Boys and Girls Club board member, I invite you to learn more and join me in making a gift today. Do so at bgcswva.org. Again, that's bgcswva.org.
8: Hey, Berman Clark here from Inares. We are an independent insurance agency with a local touch who has been serving individuals, families, and businesses for over 30 years right here in Southwest VA. Why should you choose Muneris? We can simplify your insurance plan while providing concierge-like benefits management. Find out more. Give us a call at 540-563-1005 or check us out at MunarisBenefits.com. Muneris, here to help with all your insurance needs.
0: Back to crunch time, everybody. It's the U.S. Cellular Crunch Hotline, and we've got Patrick Henry, Coach, Alan Fiddler on the line. Coach, how you doing this morning?
2: I'm good. How are you guys?
0: Great. Great. I tell you, great season so far. Tough loss last night to a good Christiansburg team, but uh, but big wins so far over Fleming and Hidden Valley. Um, Talk a little bit about that game last night, though. I mean, uh, you know, two really good one-loss teams. Uh, how did
2: how did that one play out? Yeah, Christiansburg has got a very good football team. Um, you know, we went into it and uh, you know, we had had two linemen that didn't practice all week, and and, and I think that hurt us a little bit. And then we lost Carmelo Taylor; lost him early in the, in the first half, and that took a lot of our game plan out of it. But uh, Christiansburg is is a team that's really got the whole package they got they're really big up front and very very good up front on both sides of the ball and they got a really good quarterback and got three running backs that come down here let's so uh, they've got a really good football team yeah i hate to hear that about
0: carmelo uh is he going to be all right do you know or are they still evaluating
2: uh, this morning they saw him this morning and uh he should be back hopefully in a few days. Um, oh, good. But it, it was really a, a big blow in our game plan. Uh, you know, he's a major part of our, our plan every week.
0: Yeah, you know, people don't understand, especially in high school football. I mean, you know, you have a couple linemen out. You have a couple guys that you lose during the, during the game. It really changes things and can really change uh, the whole uh, strategy of a game. And, and you guys really have to kind of work on the fly, which is another, you know, amazing thing that, uh, that the good teams get Get done. It's just uh, it's just not something I think a lot of people think about.
2: Well, it's really tough because you know you, you game plan there every week, so you have a specific game plan for a team you're playing. And then if you start losing guys, then you're bringing in backups, and usually you you don't have time to get the whole thing in with everybody. So usually when your backups come in, they know the base offensive stuff or defensive stuff, but they the, they're really not you know totally up to par on the whole game plan. So then you then you really uh, relegated to to running your base stuff, and and uh, you know it can be can really take you out of it if you lose a couple of key guys during the game.
6: Yeah.
0: All right. So you, you uh, let me jump to uh, you have a reputation as kind of a fast break uh, quarterback developing coach, and I I know you've uh, you came from the college ranks. Uh, we're so thankful to have you uh, here in the valley just because of your experience and what you bring to the game and to our kids. But I know you have sent several kids on to college. Uh and, and many at the quarterback level. I, I, I'm curious, how do you get kids ready to play at the next level like that? I mean, is it is it something unique that you work on with them or is it just your process, just just the way you you run the team?
2: I mean, I think it's just a process thing. You know, I I played quarterback in college, so I kind of have a feel for what they're going through and uh you know, we just try to develop kids as uh as we, as they come up and, uh, really teach them, you know, from the ground up, how to be a quarterback, how to, how to run the offense, how to read defenses, how to, you know, execute plays. And, you know, when I was at Moorfield in West Virginia, we had, I had six straight first team all state quarterbacks. Wow. And I was lucky, I was lucky enough to go to, you know, went to Glenville state and uh, my first quarterback was Joey Conrad. He finished the as a leading passer in the history of D2 football, he had 11,884 yards. So I've been been around to get some good ones. I had the opportunity at Marshall to work with Byron Left, which is now a coordinator for Tom Brady. So been around some good guys that, that I've taken a lot from.
0: Well, I tell you, that's that's really cool to hear those names and, and hear who you've been, been involved with. And and I can tell you that some of the quarterbacks that have come out of Patrick Henry since you've been there, you know, they're nothing to sneeze at. Those guys really uh, get the position and – and I, I don't think I knew that you were a quarterback, uh, you know, when you played. So that that explains a lot. It's it's interesting to talk to coaches about what position they play, but um, you know, that explains how how much attention you give to that position and, and how you develop those guys. Hey, I want you to talk a little bit about um, you know, your your the key to your team's success so far this year. It just seems like you guys have uh have really got going uh this year and and you're winning those tight games, but you really seem to have a a good group of seniors, a good group group of uh, starters.
2: Yeah. I mean, and you know, the seniors have been key and, and, but we're, we're a really young football team. We're starting six sophomores. So we've been really uh, happy with their progress. And, you know, we opened up with a loss at Brookville and it wasn't pretty. And, <laughs> and we, we were, we were fortunate to have the open week, the second week, and we improved a whole lot in the, in those two weeks. And, and then we're fortunate enough to get on a you know had a six game run there of wins, and then, and then of course last night uh, we lost a pretty good football team. But we're really happy with the progress of those young guys and, then, and the senior leaderships. You know, it, it's been good for us, and we've really you know the last three four years have tried to focus on you know uh, family atmosphere and, and and kids doing the right thing and and uh, really being. A, you know team good teammates and on and off the field and i and, uh, think it's paid benefits for us
0: you know i ran into somebody the other day that was talking about they 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 were out eating and or out somewhere and there was a group of your your players were there they didn't know what team they were from but man they were they were well behaved and they were just uh great young men and and they were so impressed with them they asked somebody you know who who is that you know they could tell they were a an athletic group and, and, and it was your team. And, you know, that that's a credit to the young people on your team, but it's also a credit to the coaches and the parents uh, in that area. So, uh, you know, kudos to you on that. Hey, I got to ask you, um, so, you know, this is always a curiosity, curiosity to me, but you know, 5A uh, is a different animal when you get to the playoffs. I mean, the size, the speed, the sheer numbers of some of the teams you play, just, just the number of players on the sidelines, can can you talk a little bit about you guys make the playoffs generally every year? I mean, can you talk about what it takes to advance in the playoffs? I mean, you you don't have the benefit of playing a lot of those big five A teams during the year, and then all of a sudden you're in the playoffs, and it and it looks like you're playing you know, uh, you know the you know an NFL team sometimes.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's been uh, it's been difficult, but I think you know from, from what we've seen in the past is you know we. We play our schedule and, and, you know, get in the playoffs and do a good job. And then once we get to the playoffs, it's a whole different animal in 5A, you know, where a lot of the, a lot of the other lower divisions around here are kind of recycling and playing more local, local teams. You know, we're, we're playing Northern Virginia or, uh, or Stafford County teams. And, you know, the, usually they've got four to five, sometimes six or seven D1 kids on those teams. Yeah. And it's really difficult. And our kids usually it takes us at least about a quarter to get used to the speed of the game. And then once that happens, we're usually pretty competitive. But uh, you know, it, it's very difficult when you don't get to see that all year, and then all of a sudden, you know, you see it. Um, last spring against Mountain View, we played played a very good football team against team, and we played really well, and just came up short, had the ball, you know, down there on the goal line there at the end, and, and couldn't get it done, but. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a, like you say, the first quarter is kind of like a little shock to your system. And then once you get used to it, we're competitive, but, uh, it, it, it is very, very difficult, but we look forward to the challenge.
4: Yep. Coach Fiddler, it's coach Lefwich, which good morning. Uh, let me ask you this. Good morning. Uh, let me ask you this real quick. What was your message after the game last night? You start off really well last night and then some things start happening. You said, what was your message after the game and now you've got Pulaski County and Salem. What do you tell a team that's one six? They just lost this one. What do you tell this team moving forward?
2: Well, last night, my message was, uh, you know, we got in there in the locker room. I said, listen, guys, they always talk about the cliche of football teaches you about life. And this is a perfect example of it. You know, sometimes you get knocked down and, you know, you know what you're going to do. We got to get back up. We got to you know, come back on Monday, get back to work and, uh, you know, try to get a win this week. And, you know, that was kind of our message. Uh, You know, our message was also, you know, we, we are a very, very young football team. And my my big message to them was, Hey, if tonight doesn't tell you that you guys need to get in the weight room this winter and get it done, then you're not seeing things right. And they all agreed, Hey, you know, this winter, we've really got to step up what we're doing in the weight room and get bigger and stronger.
4: And talk to me a little bit about the progression of Beasley this year. I've watched this young man, like you said, that first game was really rough, but this young man's kind of, he's kind of grown up right before your eyes. Can you talk to me a little bit about him?
2: Yeah, Joey's had a, had, a, had a really good season. Um, I think he's thrown for about thirteen hundred yards so far, and I think eleven touchdowns and six picks, uh, completing about sixty five percent. He's Done really well. And like you say, he had a rough start over at, uh, Rookville and you could really tell it was his first varsity game. But, uh, we really love Joey. He's, he's very intelligent kid. He's a hardworking kid. He shows up every day, unfazed. Um, you know, you can really, uh, the little things don't bother him. He just, you know, he's just running the offense and getting the ball to our athletes in space and, you know, trying to do what he, what he does well in, in the game and uh you know we look forward to having him for you know two more years after this year he's he's really going to when he gets even bigger and stronger and, and and older and and really understands the offense he's really going to be special
1: nice hey uh coach this is uh Jimmy Whitaker and um we know you have an important job being the head coach at PH but you have a more important job of being a father so i know you have two daughters, uh Shelby and Marin that are seniors this year. So talk to us a little bit about what their plans are thus far, uh, you know, for their their last year and then their future plans possibly.
2: Yeah, I'm actually sitting here uh with my dog because they're both out uh <laughs> Mary's got a soccer game. <laughs> Mary's got a soccer day, game in Northern Virginia today, which her mother took her up to and Shelby that uh went to see a basketball trainer this morning. So they they are a hundred percent, uh, working hard at everything they do. And I'm so proud of them. Uh, their mother keeps them straight in the classroom and, and they have so many good coaches and trainers that work with them and make them better. And, um, and Shelby is, uh, she's received a full scholarship to play at Niagara university, nice. um, which is in the Metro Metro Atlantic, uh, conference, uh, it's a mid-major D1 up in uh, New- uh, Buffalo, and uh, they play have teams against Iona and, and those type teams right. in the league. So we're we we're-, we're really excited about that. Um, you know, the twenty two recruiting was really tough with-, with COVID, and they gave everybody an extra year, kind of made things tough. But uh, that's her plan. She's excited about it. They're really excited to have her. Uh, the coaching staff up there is great. They, you know, we, we feel like. Family already up there. So uh, nice. it's, been, it's been a really great experience. And then this past weekend, uh, Marin actually had a soccer recruiting visit to Niagara. She had an official visit at Niagara and uh, she is committed to play soccer at Niagara. So we're, oh, we're, man, we're so right. excited. That's great. Yeah, we're so excited that they're both going to be in the same place and uh, hopefully they won't, they're going to room together. So hopefully they won't kill each other. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, coach, that, that's uh... a.
1: Really that's great to hear. I, I was not aware of that. That's uh, that that's wonderful to hear. And also, uh, just a side note: as as being a photographer, I've sure, certainly enjoyed photographing uh, them playing soccer and basketball. So, and and one last thing: since uh, your dog is the only thing there with you, give us a shout out to your dog's name so he can
2: hear his name on the radio. Uh, we got Hank over here sleeping hard. Oh, he's a, <laughs> a boxer, so he's a. Uh, He's worn out today. So this is his rest day. <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So many of us have dogs we spend a lot of time with. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that says, but uh, it's really interesting. All right. So this is um, the U.S. Cellular Crunch Hotline, and, and you've been uh, listening to us talk with uh, Patrick Henry, coach, uh, head coach, Alan Fiddler, uh, Coach, thanks so much for your time this morning. Great to get to know you on the radio a little bit. We know you pretty well. Uh, and we really appreciate your time and good luck the rest of the way.
2: I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's like every other coach. Uh, I'm up this morning trying to figure out a plan for next week, and uh, hopefully we can get it done.
0: Great. All right, coach. Thanks. All right, so uh, man, I tell you what, I, I love talking to the coaches on on uh, Saturday mornings, and, yes. and Coach Fiddler's. Uh, you know, he, he's a fine gentleman. And I'm glad Jimmy brought up uh, his daughters because you could, you could just hear the pride. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Know? I mean, he's just so proud and, and yeah. uh, uh, does a good job with them. They're, they're good le- uh, young ladies. Uh, all right. So um, let's talk. Before we go to break, I want to talk about the Dogwood Restaurant. Okay. I mean, that's my restaurant. That's my jam right there, Coach. Have you been over there lately? I'm telling you. It's, my jam. That's my jam. <laughs> I had to put some food in there. <laughs> okay. Coach doesn't let anything get by. So, uh, you know, I mean, if you haven't been to the dogwood lately, you gotta get over there. Uh, you know, Keith, Jamie and the whole crew over there just doing a fantastic job and and you know, they keep working on that expansion over there and there's a lot of activity over inventing, but I'm telling you, uh, if you haven't been in the dogwood recently, you gotta get over there and, and my favorite, let's just go around here real quick. Mm. My favorite is the hamburgers. I I'm a hamburger guy and that's the best hamburger around. Jimmy, what you got?
1: Well, I, I'm it's hard for me to agree with you, Carl, but, oh. but I will agree with you. Hamburger is my favorite, and then it would quickly be followed by their their vegetables that they have, the mashed mm. potatoes, the pinto beans, cornbread, that kind of thing. So,
0: Wow. Look he, at that. He, he put a whole bunch in there, yeah. Coach.
4: What, <laughs> Coach, what's your one thing oh, that's your favorite? You know mine is a potato and the onion. Yep. And, the man, when they fry those things up, that's just like Grandma used to make. I'm uh, telling you what, that is awesome over there. Oh, fantastic. And they're open later for dinner now, yeah. which
1: is uh which is great. Yeah, that's Yeah, uh, Sometimes
4: I'm, up to 8
0: p.m. Yeah, I think it's so, up to
1: 8 and I mean yeah. that's I'm sure wonderful news for the people in the veterinary or anybody.
0: I'm telling you, you know, uh if if you want some unique food, uh, some home-style cooking uh, around here, you got to get to the dogwood. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to have more crunch time for you. So stay with us. Heiner's bread has been a staple in homes and on kitchen tables for over a century in this part of the country. No artificial preservatives, a low-fat, cholesterol-free food made with 100% pure vegetable shortening. Whether it's old-fashioned loaf, 35 wheat, or 35 white, and that 35 means only 35 calories a slice, choose the great taste of a product from this region, Heiner's. When you're shopping the grocery store aisles of your favorite store, think local, think Heiner's. Since 1905,
6: Heiner's bread. Hey, Roanoke, it's Fall Savings and Trucktober here at Haley Toyota. That's right, October is Truck Month, and we're calling it Trucktober. Now's the time to enjoy Fall Savings on the Toyota truck you've always wanted. Haley Toyota has new and used Tacomas, Tundra's, and five different SUVs, including the hot-selling RAV4 and classic 4Runner, all at Trucktober Savings. It's Trucktober here at Haley Toyota during our huge Fall Savings event. And remember, Haley has trucks for less.
0: Custard Stand Hot Dog Chili tastes good on hot dogs, nachos, burgers, fries, and more. Check out tailgate-friendly and dinner recipes on CustardStand.com. Available at Kroger or a store near
7: you. The NFL Barber Twins for Pittman Construction. A hey, Rondé, football players know a lot about building
3: do you like a haircut from a barber that actually listens and gives you the great haircut you deserve and at a great price? I'm Deanna Brunel. And I'm Deanna Phillips. And together we are Mama, Mama Dee's Barbershop. Barbershop. We're located right behind the coffee pot on Brambleton. Just look for the 18-foot barber pole. Make an appointment on Facebook or stop in for a same-day appointment. Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until 6, and Saturday until 3. Mention Crunch or this ad, and you'll get a free deluxe shampoo. See you soon at Mama D's Shop, off Brambleton.
4: What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor? A volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish? Hi, I'm Jay Harlow financial advisor with the Myrius Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. And I can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call us at 540-769-0052. Our office is located at 3140 Chaparral Drive, Southwest Building C in Roanoke, Virginia. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC.
8: Hey, Berman Clark here from Munaris. We are an independent insurance agency with a local touch who has been serving individuals, families, and businesses for over 30 years right here in Southwest VA. Why should you choose Muneris? We can simplify your insurance plan while providing concierge-like benefits management. Find out more. Give us a call at 540-563-1005 or check us out at munerisbenefits.com. Muneris here to help with all your insurance needs. What passions do you want to pursue next in
4: life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Hi, I'm Stuart Barnes, a private wealth advisor with Amerius Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. And I can help you plan for the life you want today
5: and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call us at... 540-769-0052 Our office is located at 3140 Chaparral Drive Southwest Building C in Roanoke, Virginia Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC Member FINRA and SIPC
0: Heiner's bread has been a staple in homes and on kitchen tables for over a century in this part of the country. No artificial preservatives, a low-fat, cholesterol-free food made with 100% pure vegetable shortening. Whether it's old-fashioned loaf, 35 wheat, or 35 white, and that 35 means only 35 calories a slice, choose the great taste of a product from this region, Heiner's. When you're shopping the grocery store aisles of your favorite store, think local, think Heiner's. Since 1905, Heiner's bread all right welcome back to crunch time everybody hey let me talk real quick about uh, one of our sponsors that uh, we thank so much they've been with us for (laughs) for a good long time uh the salem civic center yes uh those fine folks over there just do a fantastic job and and i tell you um um, they have a lot of great shows coming through they do uh and this weekend coach what's going on this weekend
4: shriner circus over there 63rd annual shrine circus is over there this weekend uh show today Two uh, thirty. Yeah. So you can go over there this afternoon and catch the circus. We got one tonight as well, and then one tomorrow. So you
0: know, every kid should experience a circus.
4: Well, you know, and it's getting to the point now where circuses are going away. Yeah. So now's the time to do it. If you uh, if you've never had your kid to a circus and you know seen some of the animals, now's the time to do it. And
0: and some of the shows, you know, some of the things that they do is just it just takes me back. You sure. Know? I mean, we didn't go to the circus all the time, but we'd go occasionally and it's just it's just one of those, you know, passages of childhood, I think. Sure. It's go kinda cool
4: a cool memory. Cotton candy and mm. some toys that you're gonna break in three seconds and yeah. you know <laughs> light, up and <laughs> light up and the battery dies. Go yeah. get you some, you well, know. A
0: potato and onions, cotton candy, yeah, uh, coach. The yes. other thing.
4: It all just works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. And then um, Friday, October 29th, 7.30, the Roanoke Symphony Orchestra is going to do the music of Sting and the Police.
4: Look at that.
0: I'm telling you, I, I'm so excited about that. I, I just think that's going to be a great show. Uh, you know, all, you don't realize all the, the music that you know of Sting and the Police and, until you hear somebody else doing it like that, and you're like, oh, my right. God, that's another that's yeah. another song. Uh, but that's going to be a great show, Friday, October 29th, 7.30. Get your tickets now. Uh, how about Rodney Carrington,
4: Coach? Let me tell you. He's a good comedian. Now, this is not for little ears. I'm going <laughs> to tell you that now. But he's a good comedian. Uh, he had a TV show on several years ago. And uh, if you're familiar with Rodney Carrington, you know he's been on all these shows. I know he's really famous for Bob and Tom up in Indy. Yeah. and so, But no, good comedian. And uh, spend you a few bucks. Go see a good comedian. Uh,
0: yeah. So Friday, November 12th, 7.30 p.m. That's a great show. And then Kansas... This has been rescheduled from, I think, last spring, but it's December 16th. Uh, But Kansas, I mean, awesome music. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, so you want to get out and check that out. Uh, A few other sponsors that, you know, we think so much of that support this show uh, that we hope you'll support. Uh, Mama D's, uh, you know, the barbershop over there, uh, the Deanna's. Um, do a great job, and they're always listening. They actually watch us.
4: Yeah, they do. I saw my nephew yesterday, and uh, I noticed that he had a new haircut. And I said, "Uh, where'd you get your haircut? And he (laughs) said, Mama D's. I said, there you go. That's what I like to see. Coach Randy and I are like the
0: the barbershop police. We (laughs) run people down, tackle them, go, where'd you get that haircut? Yes. Uh, We want to make sure that, you know, you're giving Mama D's a chance over there, that the ladies do a great job, and they're a lot of fun. And they'll get you in there, do a great job uh, with – you know whatever your hairstyle is. Thomas's muffins and Heiner's bread. Uh, those are two of my two of my favorites. Uh, I start every day with Thomas's muffins. Jimmy's over here grinning because yeah. uh, you know he loves Thomas's muffins. But which Heiner's one do bread. you like?
1: Yeah. I'm right now. It's nothing but pumpkin spice for me.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: I'm not kidding you.
0: Pumpkin spice. Are you yeah. kidding me?
1: There's there it the, is. Oh, there, there it is. There
0: yeah. it is. Yeah. There you go. You guys don't do it right. <laughs> pumpkin
1: spice with uh, just plain cream cheese and then I sprinkle a little cinnamon sugar on top. Look at that. Just saying. Is that legal? Don't don't what? What?
0: (laughs) I mean, that's a lot of stuff. That is. No pickles or anything on there? (laughs) No. (laughs) Pickles. All right, so let's uh, let's get to the scores here real quick, and then we're going to talk about a few games. Uh, Jimmy, give us a rundown on the scores last night.
1: All right, so here we go for week nine. We had Narrows 46, Eastern Montgomery 14, Grayson County 21, Fort Chiswell 7, Giles, 21, James River, 14. Radford, 42, Floyd County, seven. Gretna, 36, Alta Vista, eight. Carroll County, 31, Allegheny, 27. Stanton River, 26, William Byrd, 21. Lord Botetourt 36, Northside, 15. Liberty Christian Academy, 49, Liberty Bedford, 14. Heritage, 61, Jefferson Forest, eight. E.C. Glass, 40, Rustburg, 12. Brookville 36, Amherst County 21, Salem 35, Cave Spring 0, Graham 58, Pulaski County 18, Hidden Valley 35, Blacksburg 0, Christiansburg 37, Patrick Henry 14, Franklin County 42, William Fleming 35, North Cross 48, Fishburn Military 0, Holston 42, Lebanon 12, that was on Thursday, and George with 41, Roll Retreat. Uh six, that was on Tuesday. And then Glenver 24, James River 21, and then also Salem 49, Franklin County seven. So there's your scores for week nine.
0: Yeah, a lot of great action there. Thanks, Jimmy. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of good games, important games, games that are really kind of clearing up uh, you know, the the district leaders and who's gonna win those districts and also, you know, who's gonna get into the playoffs. So all right, so let's talk about a few games. Coach, I wanna start with you with uh Christiansburg and Patrick Henry, we just talked to uh, Alan Fiddler, the head coach of Patrick Henry, and he gave us a little bit of a synopsis of the game. But um, who who caught your eye in this game, Coach? You
4: know, Coach Alec Wilkins for Christiansburg, you know, when he first came here, he said, look, my main goal for Christiansburg, somewhere within this four- or five-year period, was to host a first-round playoff game. Hmm. Well, COVID season hit. And it kind of messed him up doing that. So from a four-year stance now goes into a five-year stance. And, boy, he's on pace to do that right now. And that's the thing. And when you look at Christiansburg, and Jimmy made reference to it earlier, this is a team that if the run game's not there, the passing game's there. Right. If the passing game is hurting that night, the defense steps up. Mm. It's one of these things. We watched this team last night, you know, the run game touchdowns defense pick up a fumble you got a touchdown this is this is a team that's an all-around team right now ph started off nice last night but then things happen and you know coach fiddler made reference to it people get hurt people you know and yeah. and look you know we we don't look at it a lot of times when somebody gets hurt and it's really one of your main cogs in your offense it affects the rest of the offense yes mm-hmm. and it throws you out of whack this is one of these things of, did this game hurt PH last night? Well, a little bit it did, but it also taught them a lot last night because when somebody gets hurt, you got to step up, and you got to start doing things that you normally don't do, and you you know, and we always live by the adage next man up, and so but really last night you got to see a very good Christiansburg team that we've watched throughout the season. And the Blue Demons are a good team.
1: Yeah, and I think Coach Fiddler referenced something as well that uh, I think Christiansburg's been in the weight room, Coach. Yes. I mean, I do. After being around those guys and uh, photographing them, they're they're some big kids. So um, nice call out for Coach to challenge PH to get in the weight room. So
4: anyway. Right, and one of the things, and what's the young man's name, Mithril? Stephen Mithril, is that how you say his last name? Oh, yeah, uh, the number 31. The yeah, running the running back. back. I, I don't know how you pronounce it. it I, Myrtle? Myrtle, it's M-Y-R-T-H-I-L. I, I pronounced it I'd Myrtle. say Myrtle. Myrtle, but, Myrtle okay. But, but, you but know, people. we watched him last he's night. He's a big kid. Yeah. And, you know, he's on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. So he has two touchdowns, you know, to start everything. Then he picks a fumble up and runs it back in. Mm. You just got a heavy dose of him last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you're sitting there going, wow. And that's one of those kids you're going, can we get him off the field? Is there something? How do, how do we keep it? Well, you don't mm-hmm. because he's on both sides of the ball here. Right. And we see that a lot.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, Coach Fiddler, he referenced it. So I didn't bring it out again on the phone call, but they're young. Yeah. I'm telling you, um, they're going to be ph if they continue to do what Coach Fiddler wants them to do. Uh, that group that's sophomores right now. They're going right. to be something to deal with. I'm telling you.
4: Yeah, and that's the thing. And when you take Taylor out of the mix, even though you have Webb setting there and Webb doing what he's doing, it's kind of that one-two punch with Taylor and Webb. And when you take Taylor out of the mix, and you know we refer to him as a Swiss Army knife, the kid can do anything. Uh, it kind of you know hampered him a little bit, especially up against a good Christiansburg team. Christiansburg, they're in their own driver's seat right now. They they control their own destiny here a little bit, and they'll keep moving on. PH now has Pulaski County and Salem coming up. Mm. Uh, two very tough games. Yeah. And so, I look, I, I think PH is in the playoffs. Uh-oh, I, I here's the crystal like ball. Are, He's looking. I He's viewing like the crystal are. ball. Yes, I feel like they are. And that's just the way PH – and Carl made reference to it, too. We don't see a lot of the teams – that pH goes up again. Yes. And so sometimes pH looks very good on this side of the state. And then you go to the other side of the state and you're like, wow, It sometimes, you know, and it is a thing of, you got to get bigger. You got to get stronger. You got to get, and when you're not big and you're not strong, you've got to win being, you know, and what's the word that you sometimes finesse, because yeah. you've got to learn, you know, you got to learn how to make those plays of being able to hit in the middle there. And, the long pass down the field and the long runs down the field. And so, you know, but no, I agree. They got to get bigger. Yeah. But boy, they scare me some days. When it gets to gelling and they get to working you, PH can beat you. Mm. They can beat you quick. But boy, you know. You know, this coach gets scared in a good way. <laughs> I yeah. do. He is. <laughs> it scare me <laughs> it's not just Halloween. No, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no. no, no. It scare me in a good way. In a good way. It's one of those things that go, wow, look at, ooh, that's just, you know. You ain't wrong. Right. You're not, (laughs) ooh, you know. Uh, All
0: right. So, Jimmy, you were at Giles James River. This may have been the best game out of, you know, the area, in my opinion. It went right down to the wire. It was 14-14 right there to the end, and then Giles pulled it out. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, and the interesting thing, Carl, for my son Graham and I is we, um, it was the first time we'd been to a James River um, game. And, um, you know, we entered through the town of Buchanan, and, and man, I told Graham, I said, Graham, you notice no shops are open, nobody's mulling around because everybody was over at the game. And we found that out when we got there when we couldn't find a place to park. Yeah. And so, but it was a, I I love the setting at, at James River, and, you know, one of the things that was interesting to me with being a person that is there to take photographs is, uh James River had every light in the house on, man. They uh they had the football field lights on, they had the baseball field lights on, and they had the softball field lights on. So it really lit up and um you know, nice setting uh there for those of you that's not been there, it's one of the few fields left that they actually have real grass and uh the kids when they fall, they come up with stains on their pants and dirt. So um but it was a uh, it was a great game. Uh, came down to the last, you know, minute and something where uh, Giles was able to to get it done. And just some quick stats that we have from that is the um, uh, Gage Fleeman, who you know we've we've had him on our cover of our Crunch before. Uh, he had 29 carries for 107 yards, two TDs. Um, Nathan Sheets had five carries for 83 yards and a touchdown. Um, for uh, James River, they had. Connor Church with uh, 14 carries for 47 yards, one TD. And it's an interesting fact here about Ben Bailey, who's with James River, who also was uh, crowned the king of homecoming. So that was really cool to see Ben. But uh, he had it, it references in which I would almost ask my son if this is correct, but I'm going to read it. But he's got two carries for one yard. However, uh, at the beginning of the third quarter, Ben returned a 78-yard kickoff return all the way to the house. Nice. So that was uh, really something to see. But uh, like I said, it was a a great game. Could have went either way. Uh, One of the questions we did ask uh, Coach Jennings afterwards was, uh, did he think the effects of playing two games in one week had anything to do with uh, the loss? And uh, he was quick to say that, um, no, that Giles, you know, came out on top. They had a few plays better, you know, but he – He said it had nothing to do with the fact they played two games, and he said he actually – they looked at it as something that was, you know, very out of the ordinary, that it was an exciting thing to get to do to play two games in one week.
0: How about that? Look at that. that a positive spin on it. Yes. All right, so my game was E.C. glass Rustburg, and I'm going to let the coaches do some of the talking for me, but um, I will say that, uh, you know, E.C. Glass – Jumped on Rustburg pretty early. And I'm telling you, if you haven't seen E.C. Glass play yet this year, they're very aggressive offensively and defensively. they got athletes all over the field. It's Coach Woody's kind of team. Uh, and, uh, you yeah, know, I just had a couple of great conversations with both Coach Jeff Woody of E.C. Glass and uh, Coach Burt Torrance of, of Rustburg. Uh, in the first half, E.C. Glass had a couple interceptions. One, one of, was a pick six. Um, and then they, they scored right as time ran out in the first half. So really kind of built up a big lead. And then Rustberg scored their points in the second half and kind of got settled down. And by then it was uh, the score was – there's too much difference between the two. But uh, let's uh, – Coach, let's go with uh, Coach Woody first uh, talking about last night. you got such a tight-knit group. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, they really – bond well to you. Yeah, family. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's something else. There's a connection where, I mean, you, you can tell you're – the boss over there, mm-hmm. but yet there's sort of this, hey, I'm relaxed, I'm having yeah, a good time, I'm um, loose. A couple interceptions in the first half, Yes, sir, really kind of turned to get, you're very aggressive on defense, is that, is that,
5: you know, Coach Johnson, the defensive coordinator, is doing a great job of coming up with a game plan, um, and, and we are aggressive, and we got these guys out here making plays, Eli, he's all over the place, Yeah. Markevious is all over the place, we did a good job up front as well, you know, taking care of you know, run responsibilities, gap responsibilities, and that's what he always says. Take care of responsibilities and show up mad. You show up where you're yeah. supposed to be and be violent. Yeah. And, and be fundamentally yeah. sound, make the tackle, and uh, fly to the football. The Calvary has to come. Yeah. We, everybody has to float. And uh, they're well coached. They're in the right place at the right time and they're good athletes right. so I'm glad I got
0: them so uh, your passing game this year is unbelievable I mean you guys really you run the ball really well but uh, your quarterback and your receivers these guys out here running around really put a lot of pressure on the other teams you guys work, obviously work a lot on that yes, spreading
5: sir. the ball out yes sir well we want to be a 50-50 type ball team we want to be able to run the ball and throw the ball and we want that defense to be unsure of what we're about to do we want to be unpredictable first and 10 doesn't mean we're going to run the football it could mean that you know we do the fundamentally things that we do when we throw the quick hitch or the quick slant or throw it deep, <laughs> throw it deep. So I I'm, we're nasty out wide. I got four guys that can move and shake. Um, and 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 up front, we're gelling. We're we're, we're creating the lanes. These guys are, are doing a good job blocking on the outside. They help each other out out wide. Uh, wide receivers block for each other. Running back step up and block for each other as well. So we we you know we got. A good group, tight-knit, and uh, it's 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 coagulating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last question for you. Yeah. So, uh,
0: Rustburg, man, they seem to be coming on. They're they seem coming. to, you know, uh, Bert's doing a good job over there.
5: Mm-hmm. Anything to say about, you know, what you saw out of them tonight? Well, it's it's coming. Like you just said, it's on its way, and you got to give it time. It's kind of like Jefferson Forest. You know, they didn't look – they're not they're, – they're owing what, whatever. They don't have a win yet. I was owing 10. At Glass, my first year, you got to allow, you got to cook it. You got to allow the ingredients to marinate. And and the coach has got a scheme. He's got an idea. He's got got his philosophy. He's got to create that tight-knit group. And it takes time. It's not a microwave. You don't just pop it in there a minute later, you can get your piece of pizza. It's going to be the turkey. I want the good Thanksgiving meal. And it's going to take a while for that to get cooked up and served to make everybody happy. But we're quick with our minds, and we try to throw shade on the fact, hey, they're not very good. We don't like the coach. Same with out there at JF. I mean, just give it time. These guys are good coaches, and it's going to happen. It's going to get good. I don't like it. I don't like that they're going to be good. They're going to be good. And Burt Torrance is a great coach. And those defensive linemen do a good job squeezing, covering their gaps, playing their responsibilities. And um, it's tough for us to run the ball. We found a way. From time to time. But it was tough. It was a tough football game up front. Yeah. But we, we figured it out. Yep. We figured it out. Good job for my coaches. Sam. Great job, Coach. Thank you, Bob.
0: I tell you, you got to love Coach Woody. I mean, is he not the cool coach? He wants the turkey. No, I mean, he's cool. His, his
4: phrases and his, oh, the things that he says, I mean, he's just cool. Well, you know, one of the things, and anywhere I go to coach you know, over the years, I don't guarantee the first season. And I tell the kids that. I don't know what we're going to do the first season because a lot of times, you know, it's easy to lose. But sometimes you have to go in and teach kids how to win. And when you look at Torrance and you look at Woody and you look at those coaches like that, usually that first season is never the season you really want. But at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're laying the foundation for the second season and the third season and the fourth season. And next thing you know, you've got yourself a state title somewhere down the road. You got yourself a playoff win somewhere down the road, and that's the thing. The first season, I never guarantee the first season. I love that comment right there, where he was like, "I was zero 10 ten and yeah. this is, you know, because you just can't. Yeah, you've got to you've got to go in there and lay your foundation of what's going on with these
1: kids. Yeah, I can tell you after listening to Coach Woody, man, I I'm hungry. I'm just flat-out hungry Yeah, now. Yeah, he's yeah. got
4: a lot of food references.
0: He yeah.
1: does, which I identify <laughs> with.
0: Well, I tell you, you know, he's got a quarterback that's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, Charlie White over there is just, I mean, and he's young, and he can really zing it. And he's got uh, Graves. Franklin, the running back, is just right. a, you know, uh, you know he's just a spark plug. And they've got a lot of guys that fly around to the ball. And, you know, it was fun watching them last night. And, you know, Rushburg's got some guys Sure. So you know, here I want to I want to listen to Coach uh, Burt Torrance after the game. Now you know, Coach Torrance isn't much for uh, for losing. Certainly, uh, they all want to win, but um, he was gracious enough to talk to me after after the forty to twelve loss to EC Glass last night. It's a tough game tonight, but you guys never gave up. Played really hard. You got to be proud of the effort. And you guys, like we were talking, you're really. It feels like you're coming.
10: I, you know, the, effort, the efforts there. There's no question about it. It's you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a culture change uh, that we are we are fighting tooth and nail, and uh, we're going to we're going to you know we're going to create a, a culture of champions, and that's one of you know playing the game a certain way, uh, a way that, you know has traditional values and. Uh, it's going to come with time. And, um, we're, you know, we're thoroughly disappointed. We felt like we were better than a 40 to 12 game, but at the end of the day, you got to tip your hat to a good football team. Yeah. That just simply outplayed us. So, you know, uh, it's not the end of the season, but it's a, you know, an, opp- an opportunity for us to learn valuable lessons, uh, great film for us to study. Um, and then, you know, a chance for us to get back. you have a good one. Um, and, uh, so, we, we're just, we're going to keep working. Yeah. You know, and, and we, we shoot every team just like, you know, they're the state champion. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, we, we you know, the Seminole is the Seminole. and yeah. You got to bring your hard hat every day. And uh, they were just, you know, more physical than we were. were so, we, we just have to continue to grow um, as a program.
0: So, say, say a little bit about uh, the CC Glass team. Just... You know, they're, they're a quality opponent, mm-hmm. and they've got a lot of talent this year. You know, uh, high co-
10: school ebbs and flows like that. But. Coached very well, very physical up front, um, much more so than even film showed. Um, I thought that, especially on defensive line, they were very physical up front on the defensive line. Um, they, they, were, they, they were really good at, at matching our routes, uh, being able to jump them. Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't execute, you know, some of them very well. But, you know, hats off to them. I mean, uh, they're – you know, a, a very, very good football team. And they'll be a, a tough out for, for anybody in uh, Region D, you know, 4A Region D. Yeah.
0: I tell you, nothing describes a football game better than the coaches talking about it Right afterwards. And, and uh, you know, Avery Dixon for Rustburg really played well uh, last night for them. He was all over the field. And, uh, you know, they had, they had guys just these, – these teams really get after each other. Sometimes the scores don't really uh, indicate – the effort that was out there, um, and then now also, I, I promised you guys earlier in the show we're going to have a a couple of the players. We always ask those guys the same question, so I'm going to get coach to cue up uh, Markivas Graves Franklin, the the running back, uh, defensive back for for EC Glass. So let's hear uh, let's hear Markivas. Why
7: do you wear 21? Why do you wear that number? Uh, I wear 21 because of my great-grandmother. That was a number we share. Her birthday is on uh, April 21st, and so it's always love there. That's awesome. What's her name? Her name is Rachel Lee Clark. Rachel Lee Clark, and that's your great-grandma?
0: Yes, so sir. So she's not around anymore? Nope. Right here, though. She oh, is that's here. cool. Yes, sir. That's her ring? Yes, sir dude man you gotta work out carrying a ring around like
7: that
0: <laughs> that's pretty cool you don't wear that when you play do you
7: no absolutely not absolutely okay all right i'm right, just checking But it's never far it's never far <laughs> how about a pre-game ritual is there something you do before uh, every game pre-game ritual i would not really say nothing i just listen to music and i gotta be by myself to get locked in oh and i pray i always pray i pray over us and all the team make sure we both got a fair advantage to win. Thank God for letting us play because we couldn't be here right now. That's right. Like last year, we was in a tough situation, but look at us. We're here. That's awesome. That's great. One teammate that makes you better. Is there one guy you get after it with? Oh, my God. One guy. I'll probably have to say, actually, it's a couple guys. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Mike Thomas. Grew with him pretty much my whole life. Number two. Okay. Dog. Uh Eli Wood. He keeps you on your toes all the time. And in the practice, we go at it in one-on-ones. We'll be talking about it the whole week. You can't guard me. I can't guard you. A lot of back and forth. But that's my guy, though.
0: And he just called you the young goat.
7: Yeah, he did. That's my guy. He's really the goat. Really the
0: goat. So, I mean, it's so cool hearing these kids. And and Marquivus you know, he actually, after the game, he was wearing a necklace with um, I guess his great grandmother's ring on it. Okay. And I thought, my goodness, are you playing with that on? But he doesn't play with it on. But he, you know, she's so special to him. Nice. Right. That's his number. Is her birthday uh, date. There you go. And uh, so it's it's really cool. Now, before we get away from this game, I want to hear from Avery Dixon, uh, the defensive back, uh, wide receiver for Rustburg. So let's play uh, Avery. You played well. It was a tough game tonight, but you were all over the place. Um. So why do you wear your number one? Because you only got one chance. You only got one shot at this. That's why I wear number
2: one. It's
7: not to be individual or anything, because my coach said he's taking number one away next year. But I wear number one just because you only got one shot at this. Year. How
0: about a pregame ritual? You got a pregame ritual that you do before every game? Is there anything I you do? I just
7: did? pray to God. I pray to God that I can make everyone
0: proud that can't be here to watch me, like the ones in the sky, the ones that may be locked up from jail, like my family. I just want to make them proud each and every game. That's awesome. How about uh, one teammate that makes you better? Is there one guy you get after it with that makes you better? i say number three, Tate Booker. He gets after me. He gets after every day. He just pushes me to go hard, honestly. How about uh, one play tonight that stands out? In your mind, any one play?
7: I just love a place when I start on one side of the field and I run all the way across the field and make a tackle before I lost. So just even if for a few yards, I love making those tackles.
0: I tell you, the ambiance behind it, too. You know, you can hear the crowd and – You know, sometimes we're interviewing these guys and we get a crowd around us and they're reacting to them and, and, but it's great to hear the coaches and the kids. I I don't think you can go wrong when you actually hear the, the guys that are involved in the game. And we're going to try to do more of that going forward, but, um, uh, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just part of the, part of the sport.
1: Hey, and, and this won't obviously be in Chase Journal's voice, but, uh, we, we interviewed him last night, and Chase Jornel plays for Giles. for Giles. That's correct. And, of course, I, I only say this because he he's said something I've never heard before. <laughs> and, you know, we ask him a pregame ritual, you know, and you always hear a lot of different things. But you know what Chase Jornel does every pregame ritual before a game? He has, he drinks some Pedialyte. Mm, and I okay. said, Pedialyte? He yeah. said, yeah. And I was like, wow. And, I mean, it's just interesting. You know, you never know what they're going to say, but he said every pregame ritual he has is for a football game. He drinks Pedialyte.
4: A lot of coaches uh, think it's better than Gatorade. There you go. Yeah. So Is, is Jimmy Bucking for another sponsor? I think he, he is. is. Pedialyte, <laughs> you know. But, you know, one of the things that really got me with those two young men uh, is their faith. Mm. Yeah, both of them sitting there saying, you know, hey, before I hit that field, I I prayed to the big man upstairs, and that just tells you, you know, where they come from. Yeah, yep. you can you can tell, and you know, you listen, you know, you get one shot at this, mm. and I'm wearing this for my great grandmother. Mm. These are two young men that you feel like are very family connected, and just two good young men, and keep doing what you are doing.
1: And to give it a fair fair go here, we also interviewed Ben Bailey.
4: And uh, Ben was—he's
1: with James River, and um, you know when Ben came up to us with his helmet off on his right cheek, he had a perfectly drawn cross. And so, speaking of his faith, he he also when he did the pregame ritual, he spoke about you know spending time with the Lord, getting himself prepared mentally and physically, and praying for the team. So it is great. I mean, it's a wonderful thing. And Carl, that's this is really cool to have that on here to hear these kids and it, it. it still makes me smile just you know listening to him. yeah it
0: takes you back you know yeah. when you were um back when you were a kid and you were playing all right so one game we're running running along here but that's okay because this is a high school football show but one uh our other game was narrows 46 to 14 over east montgomery and mike the machine dermont were there and dave Dang. road trip anderson were there everybody's got a nickname with yes. bunch, and those guys did a great job covering that game and you know, I, I they they have similar interviews of of the kids and the coaches, but I, I'll just uh, uh, surmise what 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 they said. And it was really funny because uh, Mike was telling me that you know he he couldn't believe how nice the field was at Narrows. Okay, they put Bermuda in, right? And he said it's the nicest grass field anywhere that he's seen recently, mm-hmm. and he said it's it's amazing how good it looks and. Uh, You know, Coach Lowe's talking about, yeah, it used to be, you know, there was only grass in the middle and everything else was just dirt. Right. And they're pretty proud of it. Heiner's bread has been a staple in homes and on kitchen tables for over a century in this part of the country. No artificial preservatives, a low-fat, cholesterol-free food made with 100% pure vegetable shortening. Whether it's old-fashioned loaf, 35 wheat, or 35 white, and that 35 means only 35 calories a slice, choose the great taste of a product from this region. Heiner's. When you're shopping the grocery store aisles of your favorite store, think local, think Heiners. Since 1905, Heiners Bread. Hi friends, Carl York here, your Crunch Time host. In addition to being passionate about local high school sports, I'm also passionate about the good work Boys and Girls Clubs of Southwest Virginia is doing in our community. Filling the gap between school and home for area youth by providing after school programs focused on academic success good character, citizenship, and healthy lifestyles. Our clubs depend on local support to stay open and available to our families. We believe every child and teen deserves access to experiences and opportunities that change their lives for the better. As a Boys and Girls Club board member, I invite you to learn more and join me in making a gift today. Do so at bgcswva.org. Again, that's bgcswva.org. Custard Stand Hot Dog Chili tastes good on hot dogs, nachos, burgers, fries, and more. Check out tailgate friendly and dinner recipes on custardstand.com. Available at Kroger or a store near you.
7: The NFL Barber Twins for Pittman Construction. A hey, Ronde, Football players know a lot about building
6: Hey, Roanoke, it's Fall Savings and Trucktober here at Haley Toyota. That's right, October is Truck Month, and we're calling it Trucktober. Now's the time to enjoy Fall Savings on the Toyota truck you've always wanted. Haley Toyota has new and used Tacomas, Tundras, and five different SUVs, including the hot-selling RAV4 and classic 4Runner, all at Trucktober Savings. It's Trucktober here at Haley Toyota during our huge Fall Savings event. And remember, Haley has trucks for less.
2: Do, do,
3: do, do you like a haircut from a barber that actually listens and gives you the great haircut you deserve and at a great price? I'm Deanna Brunel. And I'm Deanna Phillips. And together we are Mama D's barber shop. We're located right behind the coffee pot on Brambleton. Just look for the 18-foot barber pole. Make an appointment on Facebook or stop in for the same-day appointment. Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday until 6, and Saturday until 3. Mention Crunch or this ad, and you'll get a free Deluxe Shampoo. See you soon at Mama D's Barbershop, off Grammysim.
0: Heiner's bread has been a staple in homes and on kitchen tables for over a century in this part of the country. No artificial preservatives, a low-fat, cholesterol-free food made with 100% pure vegetable shortening. Whether it's old-fashioned loaf, 35 wheat, or 35 white, and that 35 means only 35 calories a slice, choose the great taste of a product from this region, Heiner's. When you're shopping the grocery store aisles of your favorite store, think local, think Heiner's. Since 1905, Heiner's bread. Back to Crunch Time, everybody. I can tell you on the break, uh, Coach Woody's got us talking a lot about food in here. Yes, uh, we're all over the board, but um, really appreciate uh, the coaches and and the young men we we interviewed and put on on the show today. That was a lot of fun. All right, so one of my favorite parts of the show, the Haley has it for less. Haley Toyota Crunch Time Legends of the Game. We got Coach Willis White. I I just like his voice. I've always liked Coach White. I mean, he's just he just gets it. So uh, let's listen to Coach White. I am here with Coach Willis White from the Salem Spartans, retired coach. So, what college did you go to? What
11: the Concord College in Athens, West Virginia. It's now <clears throat> since I graduated, it's Concord University.
0: Yeah, we've got a lot of kids from this area that go over there and do pretty well.
11: It's a great school. It's on top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My earliest memories was, one of my earliest, was in September. I always slept with the window open, and I woke up one morning and had about four inches of snow on me. <laughs> <laughs> that was covered with snow. <laughs> It was the last time I did that. Actually, snow's pretty warm when it's laying on top of you, isn't it? Well, well they say it is, but <laughs> it was cold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got you. When you played in high school, and uh, so what position did you play? What was your What was your? I
11: was an end. Okay. I Played tight end. I should have probably been a wide receiver. Okay. In today's market, I would have been a wide receiver. I could run and I could catch. But, pretty fast. Yeah. Very few. I think we had one running back that was faster than me. Uh, But now back. But I could block. Okay. I loved a block. Loved it. So you'd catch that outside linebacker or catch. Oh, I just loved to hear him go. (laughs) (laughs) When he went down that was great that's the greatest reward in sports what position
0: player now this may not be quite fair but what position player do you think makes the best coach eventually is there a position that lends itself to oh, the best coach
11: i think probably <laughs> the people that have to work the hardest and learn the most are offensive linemen
0: and a lot of people say they're they're highly intelligent. i mean i know the center calls a lot of the blocking right mm-hmm. so
11: well, there's a lot goes on on the offensive line, at least uh, the way we played it. You know, there are calls being made. And, and uh, defense, you line up, not saying anything against defense, because I love defense. You line up and run your technique. In offense, your technique's constantly changing.
0: Based on what they're doing.
11: Based on how they line up.
0: Oh, that's interesting. So, and, and those guys, what most fans don't realize is those guys are really like a team of horses. They have to work together.
11: If they don't, you get nothing.
0: Is that why they end up so close, such a close-knit group a lot of times when yeah, they... Yeah,
11: the offensive line are always your close group in the field else. I used to spend most of my time with offensive linemen huh. in the fieldhouse. Yeah, I'd sit down, and talk to them, we'd watch film together.
0: That's fascinating. And most I don't think people realize that they they always they're always looking at the stat guy. They're always looking at the skill well, guy.
11: You take your skill guys, they don't need you as much. You know they're playing mainly on talent. Now, granted, they can get a lot better, but normally they just do their own thing. Right. You just open the hole and they run the ball or you throw it in the air and they catch it. You know, it's... uh, So how do you,
0: I know from watching your teams over the years, I mean, you get, you seem to get more out of Less, and I don't mean less, meaning the kids are less. I just well, mean understand. they're smaller size. They're not. They don't look as strong, but they got great technique. Or they. But so, so how do you convince a young person that that guy who's twice your size and <laughs> twice as mean and has more clippings than you ever have <laughs> in the newspaper? How do you, and and this happened? I mean, how do you convince him along with his his buddies there that that's not
11: going to be a problem? Well, to start with, you film as a great equalizer. You look at the film and you find these weaknesses. And you say, okay, I'll say the boy's name is Joe. Joe, if you attack him up high, he's going to destroy you. He will plant you in a cledo and tap dirt on top of you. So what we want to do is you get this bad habit, he comes off high. Big kids, as a natural rule, don't like to be looked. It hurts. So we're going to play lower than him, and we're going to take a fight to it. These other guys have been halfway afraid of him. They've been backing off. And then here you insert, you're not afraid of him, are you? (laughs) <laughs> and you always get no sir. you get a commitment don't <laughs> yeah. you <laughs> yeah and uh, as long as you stay down you'll win
0: I tell you it is so interesting that never gets old uh, listening to Coach White talk about uh, some of those basics and talking about some of the psychology behind that and, and uh, you know it's really interesting to me also that he spent most of his time with the offensive lineman. yeah Yeah, really didn't. You know, I think most fans go, oh, well, you know, you got a quarterback that's going to go play division one or you got a running back that's going to play in the NFL one day or you got a wide receiver that's he he said those guys have, you know, they depend on talent. Sure. You know, they can get better, but they depend on so much talent.
4: He said, but your offensive line, they have to be smart. They have to really. Right. But when you look at Salem over the years through Holter, through Magenbauer, through White, what do we talk about? We talk about the Mules. The Mules. You know, and we talk about the guys that carry the load every week. And, you know, they are, you know, I've never heard of a program that refers to the offensive line like we do with Salem. Yeah. Salem is built around that offensive line. And, you know, a lot of people sit there and go, no, it's the defense. And I'm telling you, it's the Mules. It is that offensive line that pulls that load for that team and they're kind of the young sung heroes, but boy, it looks like Salem has figured something out that if you can give me a good offensive line, yeah they'll take care of the rest and I you know it, it's always interesting to hear that and you, it kind of makes you wonder, like you said, did it start with white because boy, they keep going on that yeah. offensive line yeah,
0: well, uh thanks to ca- former head coach uh, head coach of Salem uh Willis White, for that interview. Uh, always love listening. To him, And we really appreciate uh, the time that he takes. All right, so now let's get to the Jimmy thing. I, I hear this is going to be great, Coach. Oh, man. Uh, but wait,
4: before we start, we oh, need to... Oh, yeah, oh we, man, you cut me off. Man, he was... No,
0: no, that, was, was, that, was that was
1: good. That
4: Coach, Coach. you all right? going. <laughs> that hurt. Go ahead, Coach. It's
9: time Jimmy, 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 Jimmy.
1: <laughs> Nothing puts a smile on my face more than you, <laughs> hearing you guys do that. <laughs> all right, so... The Jimmy Thing is entitled, The Shoes Don't Lie. It was exciting on Thursday night after taking picks at the Hidden Valley Lady Titans volleyball team. It was senior night, and the Titans won over Cave Spring. I got to my car and pulled up the live stream of offensive lineman Zach Rice of Liberty Christian Academy, finally making his decision on where he would play his college football. He had narrowed down his selections to five schools. Alabama, Ohio State, UVA, University of Virginia, University of North Carolina, and Notre Dame. The Crunch crew covered Liberty Christian Academy earlier in the season when Franklin County ran up against LCA. My son Graham was photographing that game, and he got some great pics of LCA and Zach Rice. Pics that gave us possibly a clue about where he might go, uh, that where he might go that showed him wearing his Nike Jordan 10s with Jordan on the right heel and UNC on the left in the classic Carolina blue and Carolina blue laces. Then at the Heritage versus LCA game last week, Dave Anderson, our photographer, added to those clues with the same shoes except different laces this time, and this time Carolina blue gloves on both hands. I was excited to watch this because it's the first time that I remember watching a five-star recruit who they say is in the top 10 of all recruits, and I've actually seen him play and photographed him. I enjoyed watching he, his mom, and his grandma. He first thanked God, which I loved, then his family, especially his mom, who he said, I want to retire her. Wow, what a statement. Mm. He gave thanks to his grandma and gave praise that her heart condition was improving, her heart function was going from operating at 20% up to 80%, and at that claim, lots of amens, which I loved as well. He also said it's the beginning of a story and that he had been shining in the dark and that he was going to shine on national TV. What a statement. He then picked up the University of North Carolina hat and handed it to his grandma and said, I will be committing to play to the University of North Carolina. He then brought out the heat with a new pair of Jordan four university of north carolina shoes so as i said before the shoes don't lie and that's my jimmy thing and a big thanks to Bellasinos for sponsoring the jimmy thing visit them in roanoke and daleville wow nice that was good it was it was so exciting to uh to watch him and to see you know there he was without that helmet on and just to see how respectful he was and all the people that he gave thanks to, his coaches, his mentors, and you know the the his his own teammates, and you know I was excited for him. May not have been where everybody might have wanted him to go. Right. I I know that a lot of people and <laughs> that are Tar Heel fans are very excited that he's going to be right. there, and uh, it appears he's going to be there starting in January. So he's going to enter
4: early. Well, coach, well, you're a big Who fan. Let, Let me let's... just say, as a Wahoo, <laughs> he broke my heart that <laughs> night. But no, look, we have watched Zach grow up. He comes from a very good family, and I love the interaction he had the other night with his mom and his grandmother. Uh, We know his grandfather played for the University of Virginia. And so, you know, you felt like, and and I'm with you, Jimmy, because when you first showed me that picture that day, and you're like, look at this photo, and look at the shoestrings, and look at, you know, the shoes, and you you got that sense of, okay, he's got where he's going. He's going, but then all of a sudden here about a week ago, That rumor and that buzz started coming in the air, and you felt like, okay, he's flipped. Somebody has flipped this kid (laughs) Mm -hmm. to where he was I'm talking, we were hearing everything. People were showing up. Coaches were coming, you know, into town, and we were hearing everything out of this. And then all of a sudden, you know, he puts the rumors to rest, and he just comes out and says, look, I'm going to be a Tar Heel. And, you know, I love Zach. Zach is a good kid, good family. And I wish him all the best. And you know, like I, I made reference the other day, Zach, just remember that the transfer portal can always put you back <laughs> you know, at UVA. So but Wait, no, this. I really I wish him all the best luck. So the then. recruiting hasn't stopped. <laughs> it has not. <laughs> it will never stop. You know, but no, it, it does focus on the state of Virginia. Yeah. We've got a problem in the state of Virginia. These kids don't want to go to these, you know, colleges here in Virginia right now. They're going elsewhere. For us to lose, you know, the Henderson kid to Ohio State, and My now we're losing here. one of the best, you know, linemen in the country going to North Carolina, we've got to figure this out. These kids need to be staying home here. we got to figure this out. And they're seeing that, you know, these two programs, these three, four programs in the state of Virginia, they're just not meeting up to where these kids are saying, hey, I feel like I can go elsewhere and get, you know, better scene, better coverage.
0: yeah. Well, um, congratulations to Zach. I'm yeah. glad he made his own choice and decided where he wanted to go, and that's where he's going. Uh, you know, Jimmy, we stayed away from that story uh, at the beginning of the show because you know we 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 normally don't know what jimmy's Jimmy thing's going to be, but right. he had shared with us that you know he was leaning that way, and so that's why we hadn't talked about it up to now. Um, But um, nice job, Jimmy. I, I think you covered it well, and uh, we wish him all the best.
4: Yeah, and, that, and I love the line, I got to retire my mama. Oh, man. And that, that's know. such a good line right there because, you know, that's, as, as kids, you know, you always have the mentality of got to take care of mama. Right. Got to make sure mama's taken care of. Right. If mama ain't happy. Nobody's happy.
1: got that right.
4: <laughs>
0: all right, so five things you need to know about high school football this week. Number five, game wanted. Both Auburn and Bland County have called it quits for the season due to COVID or not enough players left to finish their season. But what this does is it puts pressure on opponents to find other games. Yes. Another game. For instance, um, Bland and uh, Auburn, between those two, Fort Chiswell and George Wythe, both lost games. Now they're going to play each other for the second time Mm. on November 5th. So, this is what you're seeing. This is why COVID high school football days are so different. I mean, normally the schedule's set, you know, even a year ahead. The games are changing so much, you know, even on the fly to try to make sure you can get enough games in to qualify for the tournament or, right. for the, you know, postseason. So it's really interesting.
4: Yeah. yeah That's right. where we're
0: at. Number four, rocking chair trophy. Glenver's 24 21 win over James River keeps the half green, half red rocking chair trophy. In the Glenver office for another year. And we have some great trophies. I mean, yeah. You know, just a few, of these rivalry trophies around there, just the jug. The old yeah. jug. The old jug. The jug. I mean, we've seen yeah. when Coach Bradley wins that, you know, Heritage and EC Glass, he runs around with that jug all over the field. I mean, you've never yeah. seen anybody more excited. Uh, you know, so the jugs in
1: that jug's what I want to know.
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh I, I hope it's empty.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh and then the Noel C Taylor trophy yeah. here in, in Roanoke City between uh Fleming and PH. We had the paint can mm-hmm. for Hidden Valley and we're still trying to figure that one out. Hidden Valley Cave. Okay. We got this paint can that they did they exchanged this year. All right. So, anyways, a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot of fun with these trophies. Uh we ought to do uh we ought to do some research on that and figure out, you know, what what all's out there. Right. Uh, and these are rivalry trophies. Sure. These things, these are in the offices of the schools for a year. I've seen that rocking chair in Glenver
4: for the last year. Why don't we have a crunch bowl? A crunch bowl? Yeah, something that we Full could, of candy bars. Something we can give <laughs> to two teams. They play each year, and whoever wins gets that. I like it. They can swap that crunch bowl. I like it. You heard, year. heard it first here, Coach. Yeah. Uh, being creative. All right, number three,
0: the biggest, uh biggest upset this week. Uh, and it seems maybe you don't hear that much about number ten Lake Braddock in in Division six number ten Lake Braddock upset number five Fairfax thirty four twenty seven last night yeah so that's Franklin County's you know area that Division six but Braddock was five and two Lake Braddock and Fairfax is six and zero oh. right so interesting there interceptions galore this is number two hmm. only a sophomore defensive back Landon Clark had four interceptions in last night's forty two seven win over Floyd County. So Landon
4: oh. Clark with Radford. Wow. Four interceptions. Two of them were pick six. What what color jersey was he wearing? Did the quarterback think he was one of the receivers? You know, if you're I don't throwing know. that ball that many times. I don't know. He he's, had...
0: he's got good hands. That's all yes. I got to say. Uh, And he also scored uh, on offense on a reverse. Wow. So, (laughs) Landon Clark, only a sophomore. All right. Uh, And then number one, you know, again, uh, we said we weren't going to talk about it, but now I'm talking about it. Zach Rice, you got to have him number one, 6'6", 280-pound offensive lineman for LCA picked in UNC over uh, University of Virginia Thursday night. Congrats to Zach. Uh, It's amazing to me how long he held out to make his decision I mean, everybody in the country wanted the young man, but he really didn't tip his hand.
4: Well, and, you know, one of the things that uh, we made reference to it somewhere down the road that uh, I really think he enjoyed this process. Yeah. I think he had fun with this process where a lot of parents will sit there and go, boy, this is just a nightmare. Because I, I think Zach really enjoyed this because they were they were rolling out the red carpet everywhere Zach showed up. So, I, you know, I really think he enjoyed that. Very nice. All
0: right. We talked about uh, I talked about uh, Fairfax and Lake Braddock, the the division or class six game that, that caught my eye. In class five, the game that caught my eye was Stonebridge uh, beating Woodgrove thirty four to fourteen. Uh, Stonebridge is number one in class five in the state, and and Woodgrove is number eight. Um, okay. So and number nine, by the way, was Patrick Henry Roanoke. Okay. Uh, you know, there's a couple Patrick Henry teams, but the the Patriots here in town. We're number nine uh, coming into this week. Uh, Class four, GW Danville. Man, put it on Bassett, 21-7. to Now, that's not a big discrepancy in score, but Bassett, I really thought Bassett had a chance to get GW Danville in this game. Right. Uh, Two very athletic teams, but that was my class four game that jumped out at me. Class three, I had a few. Obviously, Christiansburg beating Patrick Henry. That's going to move them up, I would think, although they're number three in the state right now. LCA is above them, and Phoebus is number one. LCA is number two, so maybe they don't have anywhere to go. But Patrick Henry is a Class 5 team, so they got some points out of that. Um, Heritage won last night. They're number four. Hidden Valley was number five. They won last night. Brookville beat Amherst County. They're number um, seven. Uh, And then Bassett was uh, tied for ninth, and they lost to GW Danville. So a lot going on in Class 3. In Class 2, number one, Graham beat pulaski county 58 hmm. to 18 yeah so that that one really jumped out at me and then in uh class one uh wow virginia high um 53 to 14 over chill howie uh chill howie was number four uh in class one and uh, virginia uh high school really put it on him right um so anyways just we like to take you around the state a little bit talk about some other teams and some you know uh, where they're ranked and what they're doing Okay, it's time for the grade eight debate.
4: Oh, let's do it.
0: <laughs> coach Man, loves coach this. Is let's do it. All right, last week, the grade eight debate for me was number eight was Hidden Valley. Number seven, Christiansburg. Six was E.C. Glass. Five was Brookville. Four was Heritage. Three, Patrick Henry. Number two, Salem. And number one was LCA. I just had a little bit of movement this week. Okay. So for me, I kept Hidden Valley. They got the win. I kept them at number eight. Patrick Henry, who was three for me last week, drops to number seven. Okay. Number six, moving up one, is Christiansburg, ahead of Patrick Henry. Number five, everybody in the middle moved up. E.C. Glass moved up from six. Number four, Brookville moved up from five. Heritage moved up one from four to three. And then, I, you know, it's almost a pick them LCA and Salem, I got Salem two, LCA one. But, I mean, these two teams at the top are just you know, a little bit head and shoulders above everybody else right now for me. What do you think, Coach? Uh,
4: No, I keep Salem LCA just like they are right there, only for the simple fact that, like you said, you can interchange it, but Salem does have that one loss this year. Yep. And so that kind of hurts them there. But the one thing that I'm taking a look at right now, and I know Hidden Valley's had a good year. I know PH is, like I said, they're scary sometimes. They've had a great year, but I'm going to, I'm going to move them down a little bit, and I'm going to bring in the Raiders
0: of North
4: Cross. Cross. So somewhere along the line, we've got to give this team some respect here, and it's time to give them respect. So I'm going to move those guys into, I'm going to put them at number six this week and get them in there. They're seven and one right now and had a good win last night, you know, and it's, that that's the thing. They've only lost to uh, this year was Ravenscroft. Yeah, out of so, North Carolina, yeah, and they only lost that game seventeen fourteen. That's so right. It it wasn't like they got blown out. And that out. was a pickup game. That yes. was like they weren't even really expecting to play. That, that was right.
1: that done East done. Montgomery game. I think they yeah yeah.
4: yeah so yeah. we're we're gonna put the Raiders in there and give a you know big shout out to Coach Alexander and Taylor and all them over there. This this is a. An extremely well-coached team. And, That's a good call. You know, Jimmy and I have yeah. seen this team together, and these are some big kids over there.
1: They are, and, and I, I actually was at the first half of their game yesterday, yeah. and it was homecoming, and okay. uh, I was taken back a little. I'm not used to seeing North Cross wearing black, and they had the black jerseys on, um, you know, which was just interesting to see. And But um, I, I always get tickled, and, and, and I'm not doing this – uh, it, I'm doing this more because I I don't understand it. First okay. of all, let me say that. So this is nothing negative towards Coach Shannon Taylor. But <laughs> okay. I, I'm being on the field. I get to hear you know a lot of things. Right. And I, he just cracks me up. Now I know it means something to everybody on the North Cross team. But when he's hollering "Lulu, Lulu, Fifty Shades of Blue, Fifty Shades, <laughs> Lulu, Lulu," it just cracks me up. I right. mean I'm sitting there. So big shout out to Coach Alexander and Coach Taylor and. I agree. They're they're a good good team and good team, uh, moving yeah. up. So yeah, great great
4: to be. But you know, one of the teams that's really getting me right now and I and I don't know why, but it, we'll go back to that jug game. You know, when EC Glass lost that game. Yeah. Why does it seem like EC Glass has now been pushed back a little bit? You really don't hear as much about EC Glass. I feel like EC Glass has it's been... It's a mistake. It is. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you. I saw them last night. It, it's like EC Glass has been pushed back a little bit, and it's kind of like they're just, oh, it's EC Glass. EC Glass, EC Glass is going to wear you out, and they have been since that jug game. They have been wearing teams out, and I'm telling you, whoever gets EC Glass, mm. you, you got a handful coming because this is an extremely good team. Yes. They lost to a good team. It's not like they went out and lost to somebody. They lost to a seminal team, the SEC of the area. And so, (laughs) but I feel like EC Glass has been kind of, they've pushed them back a little bit. And I'm sure they're sitting there going, you keep doing it. You keep doing it. It gives me the feeling of Salem last year with Coach Holter. Yeah. Of Holter sitting there going, hey, you know, we're a pretty good team ourselves. (laughs) That's EC Glass sitting here now going, "Uh, yeah, don't think about us.
1: Yeah, remember Coach Woody said he's marinating them. So Exactly. They, they're marinating yeah. right now. So yeah. that's gonna be something, yeah.
0: yeah. Well I, I tell you, and, and Bert Torrance, when you heard him, he said, Bring your hard hat when you're playing in the summer, Yes. Yes. You, know, you don't you wanna bring your
4: hard hat. It's so a, they all ooh.
0: You know, they all know what it's like there. And they, they, those guys have been other places, so, you know, they know what the Seminoles like.
4: You know, Charlie Wiles, it used to be up at Virginia Tech, uh, one of the coordinators up there, he would always say it's going to be a knockdown dragout every time you take on this. And that's exactly what EC Glass is right now is a knockdown dragout. And you better bring your A game because they're bringing theirs. So I don't even think they're
0: dragging them out. No, I mean they're just knocking them down. They're, they're just they're not, so oh.
4: fast and so fast moving.
0: There they ain't no dragging.
4: Yeah, and like you said, the quarterback and the receivers and the running backs they have over there, and that defense, you know, that Heritage game was a bump, and boy, it just looked like it propelled them to the next level of you know what they're doing. But boy, it just feels like they've gotten quiet on Easty Glass.
0: On well, I, I tell you, Eli Wood, uh, the receiver D back, yeah. he is special. He he is. Um, uh, you know, when I was, uh, when I was interviewing Marquivis, he walked by and he said, the young goat, you're the young goat. And I asked Marquivis about that, and he said, he's the goat. Sure. He said, that guy is. The, and they go, you know, they, he talked about them going at each other in practice. But he is, I'm telling you, he is special. And they, they really believe if, if there's a 50-50 ball right. down, you know, deep, he's going to get it. Yeah, and uh, Russberg did a pretty good job doubling him up and and really not letting him get his mitts on those long, those long passes. But um, last night, but uh, if if there's a chance and he can get his mitts on it, he's going to catch it, and uh, so he's one to keep an eye on. Him. Number but, fourteen.
4: Yeah. yeah, we you know well, we've had several teams here in the area. You feel like Lord Botatot. Lord Botatot. I think you're starting to see Lord Botatot getting get into the action here. And one of the other teams I would have loved to seen. You know, I know they had some COVID, and that was Stanton River. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen what Stanton River puts together. You know, but again, you know, COVID hits you, and things happen, and you're postponing games. And I would have loved to have seen, you know, that battle last night, that war on 24 last night. Oh, yeah. They that, got
0: William Byrd last night. Yeah. Came back, and I think it was 26-21, if I'm right. Yep. Uh, exactly. And, and you know, uh, Stanton River, Coach Leonard's doing a good job. He's he He's got is. good coaches over there. Yes. And they're quietly... Yeah, You know, building a force over there. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, that that was a battle last yeah, night. Yeah, it was. No doubt about it. All right, so, um, well, I do want to say before we leave this, though, that if we would have had a grade eight last fall, which we didn't because of COVID, it moved right. to the spring. I'm telling you, North Cross would have definitely been in my top three. Sure. Last yeah. year, I told Coach Alexander, it was such a shame that that team last year really didn't get the pub that they should have got. Right. Uh, Jimmy and I covered them in the fall, and they were yeah. about the only team going. They were a private school, playing private schools. And I think they got four or five games in before they shut down the season. Man, they were good. Yeah. I'm telling you, they were special. Um, so... Uh, we would have definitely given more love, uh, but they're good this year. I'm glad you put them in there. That's 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 a good call.
4: Yeah, out. no, the Raiders. You got to give them respect right now. They they are doing their you know their best right now to show the people what they're made of. And at seven and one, two and zero oh in the region, that's not bad at all.
5: Yeah.